0: Here are your hosts, Chase Palm And broadcast school has really paid off. Auntie. And Neil McCrady. I deserve to be on TV.
2: Welcome in Tuesday edition Oxford Exxon podcast. Chase Parm, Neil McCrady, Clark Ford Studio here this morning. We'll talk Texas A&M, Jimbo Fisher. Lane Kiffin's uh, press conference for Monday and whatever else uh, pops up. I see had a buddy yesterday send me a thing that Mattress Mac has a $75 million payout on the Astros winning the World Series should that come to fruition. It makes me wonder just how far he's in the hole overall because you hear about all the wins, which means there's plenty of losses in there somewhere too. So what happens? Well, he bet $75 million on the Astros winning the World or he I guess he had a futures bet. I'll find the story. I assume he had a futures bet and if it cashes, he will win seventy five oh. million if the Astros win the World Series. Wow. Yeah. I'd be a little nervous. Yeah, as so I told my buddy, I don't know that I could watch the games at that point. Like if they got up three one, three two or whatever where they can clinch it, I I think I'm just just let me know. I, I'm I'm No, your stomach would be in in the eighth inning in
3: a tie game. Your stomach would be in just a, a, a pretzel knot.
2: Wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, his payout will be seventy five million hardens. That's correct. Yes, yeah. sorry, I I misspoke that a little bit. Good God, yeah, and he's lost a lot over the years. He's hedged some bets. I mean, Darren Revell is obsessed with him, so you see a lot over the internet of his gambling exploits. But nonetheless, yeah, it just struck me while we we're talking. Podcast brought to you day by the Oxford Exxon Highway Six West in Oxford. Remember to uh, get the lunch specials; those come with any size fountain drink and uh, bread, thinking side items, desserts, hot case, tons of stuff there at the Blue Sky. Oxford Exxon, also they're giving you chances to win an official Ole Miss game day football jersey. Seven of those over the course of the season. Another one for Alabama here in a few weeks. The Egg Bowl as well. So every time you make a purchase, that's another opportunity to sign up and have a chance to win there an Ole Miss official game day football jersey. And again, coming to you from the Clark Ford studio.
3: We are Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900 is the number, call it, ask for Corey Clark, tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for, he'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours, it's right to the bottom line, no hassle, no haggle, you get your quote, the rest completely up to you, shop that quote around, do what I've done, four times now, what I recommend that you do, and that's hop into a Clark Ford today, 662-257-1900, guest will join uh, later in the week. Uh, David Nuno, for example, I'm talking to him a little bit later today for a show later in the week. He'll join on the Rafters Music and Food Hotline. Rafters Music and Food on the Square in Oxford, great place to grab a burger, a po' boy, appetizer. They got a great bar, uh, beer selection, the whole deal there at Rafters on the Square. Also Rafters in New Albany. A couple of our uh, shows are up. The Davis and Igbenosan Show brought to you by the College Corner. That's up both in YouTube and podcast form. It's brought to you by the College Corner. It's One Stop Rebel Shop, two locations in the Jackson area. In Ridgeland, it's next to Fleet Feet Flowood. It's next to Half Shell. You can also go to collegecornerstore.com, and you can find them on Facebook and Instagram. The uh, Mason Brooks Show is up, also in podcast form. It's brought to you by the Rogue. The Rogue has all the best items from Peter Millar, Martin Dingman, Jack Victor, Halsey, True Grit, and more, 4450, I-55 North, and Jackson, or therogue.com. And in just a few hours, the Troy Brown Show will be up, and also in podcast form. It's brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating. Uh, different names, same great products and services. If you live in Oxford, Tupelo, the surrounding area, call Comer, 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, or the surrounding area, call Southern, 662 662- Four two nine forty four twenty
2: nine. Yeah, a couple of good points in the thread. He gives these massive sales and all this stuff through his mattress company too. So he's, he's making profit margins to cover a lot of his losses for when he... Oh. He essentially runs his business to coincide with his gambling as a dual revenue stream, if you will. Interesting. And if you hit a bunch of future bets, well, you're winning because you're hitting the future bets. Right. But the... The actual cost of that is getting offset by these crazy deals that he runs through his. Apparently, over apparently margins are quite good in mattresses. I would think. Yeah, apparently there. I would think it can't be that expensive. Apparently, the coils and the foam and all does not cost what the actual mattress is is running, folks.
3: Imagine that. Yeah, just a
2: little bit there. You a hard mattress
3: or soft mattress guy?
2: Um. Kind of in the middle, but I would lean more soft. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. I have a hunch I will change as I get a little older because of back. You need harder mattresses. Yeah. You get need, need a little more back support. But, and honestly, it's one of those deals where you probably sleep better on the hard mattress, but like, there's something to like the cloud. like When you first get in bed and it like kind of folds up around you where it's like you're... Yeah. It's like okay. a... Okay, that's nice. But I don't know if that's good for sleep necessarily. I like the hard mattress, but like... yeah.
3: I think it was in Mobile Thursday night. The bed was soft, and it felt really good at first. Mm -hmm. And then I woke up, and like my back was bothering me because I'm so used to sleeping on the super hard. Really, yeah. Sorry.
2: So several things to get to today. Uh, If you haven't read it, and this is a very common thought in college football in 2022, Andy Staples with a column on Jimbo Fisher yesterday about as we've talked about, they can't do anything no matter how bad he sucks because of the money required for. He has all the Jimbo Fisher. And, you know, first, thanks, Kyle, for the super chat. He says, who's the most hated team in the SEC, A&M or Bama? Does anyone really hate Texas A&M?
3: If they were good, you would. Okay, but they're not. So do we?
2: I'm so used to Alabama winning, and I don't live in Alabama like Kyle does, to where I don't see it or deal with it like at all. Like Alabama is just this known entity that wins games where it is it is equilibrium for me. It is just a baseline. Alabama wins, so that doesn't bother me. A&M and Tennessee bother me way more than Alabama does. Living
3: there would change your perspective to, oh, 100% to to a, to a degree um they can be really obnoxious about it, but it's not the winning, to me, that made them obnoxious. It was just the obsession with it. It was like, my God, it's just football, guys. Yeah. It doesn't make you a better human being than the guy. No, there, there is a life validation to that state. That's what bugs me. Yes. It's not the winning or the being excited about winning. It's that, well, that makes us better than you.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: No, the guy that goes to Vanderbilt, <laughs> his degree is better than yours. I mean, and they suck. <laughs> They're horrible at football. But he's going to be just fine in ten years. Yeah, I just that—that that part of it always drove me crazy. Though.
2: no, it is a complete. This is our identity. This is what validates us. Yeah, this it's, is it's this Alabama a, Auburn day. Like, this, this is yeah, what constructs our lives moving forward. I'll never forget that Campbell was in kindergarten. It was
3: Alabama Auburn day. Uh, yes. Yeah, and I scary. was like, <sighs> at a school where they wore uniforms, and I'm the Auburn beat writer at the time, and I'm like, okay, what do I do? I send my daughter to school in an Auburn jer- shirt. shirt. That... 'Cause that? Because people are going to say something about it. Do I send her in an Alabama shirt? Because now I hate Auburn. I'm doing radio too. I mean, I, 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 I so I,
2: she's all freaked out because, she... because unlike the Oxford School District where they go Jersey Day, this was Alabama or Auburn. Oh, Alabama Auburn Day. Yeah,
3: sure. And so she's – I'm giving her her bath, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and she's upset about it. She's upset she's going to have to go to school naked. Yeah, 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 And I was like, no, no, no. And I'm like, what did the teacher say? She said, Alabama, Auburn or nothing. <laughs> and so I called my buddy down the street who's a Florida Gators fan, big Gators fan. And I'm like, hey uh, – and his daughter was in the same class. I'm like, yeah. hey, ask your daughter. I can't remember her name now. I hope she's doing well. Um. Ask her what the teacher said. And so he goes and asks her, Alabama, Auburn, or nothing. I'm like, well, son of a bitch, what do we do? And i mean, number one, I don't want to go drop 30 bucks at the Tide or Tiger store. And number two, I'm in a a conundrum here. Like, What do I do? And so we sent her in a Chicago Cubs Alfonso Soriano jersey, which looking back was like a power play. I liked that a lot. But I talked to the superintendent don't like it leave was if you don't like it leave i'm like wh- what <laughs> <laughs> i mean wh- what <laughs> if you don't like it leave it's just kind of how we do it here well you shouldn't do it that way well, that's what we do but you shouldn't and that's in mobile and and, and this was 2006 seven just getting started they weren't even good I wasn't a beat writer anymore. I was a columnist, but I was yeah. a radio talk show host. And I was yeah. like, I, this is not a spot I need to go down. I don't need to declare my, my allegiance. Child's fandom right now. I don't need to declare my allegiance at this moment.
2: So, in, again, these are known things. But the I'm leading up to a question here on this Jimbo thing. Because, yes, Ross gave Jimbo this dumb contract that he currently has where he is – um, Guaranteed, what is the exact number? I think it's I $96 it front million. Front dollars. I had it up in front of me. Um, If they wanted to fire Fisher without calls after the regular season, they owe him $85,950,000. Okay. And he has a fully guaranteed average of $9.5 million to, through 2031. So, There's that number, $89.95 million if they would like to fire him at the end of the year. They're not doing that, no matter what. No, no, they're not. Unless he does something to give them calls, that is impossible. If he's a good soldier, he does not get fired at the end of the year. But this all got started because of Scott Woodward giving a really dumb contract when he was the athletic director, which created this entire mess.
3: And it it was $75 million. It was. Before
2: we just completely pile on Ross, and I think we can have some fun with Ross here, but it's not just Ross. No, no, no. Woodward started this mess because he was trying to win the bidding war and all that stuff, and he hires Jimbo from A&M, from Florida State, and all that stuff. Jimbo, by the way— Thirty-seven and eighteen in his career at Texas A&M. Kevin Sumlin was thirty-nine and sixteen in his fifty-five games. <laughs> Quick stat there. He is he is worse than someone. And, hey, and,
3: and and in fairness to Ross,
2: okay. If
3: Scott Woodward hires Jimbo Fisher away from Texas A&M and hires him at LSU, Ross is highly criticized at Texas A&M for letting Jimbo get away. Yeah, that's the thing here. I'm
2: not. It's not giving Ross a pass. But Ross didn't make this decision. A and M said we're we're keeping Jimbo Fisher. By God, of course. That's what happened.
3: I mean, I mean, and Ross could have technically pushed back and said, "This is stupid," and then he would have gone the Alan Green
2: route. He would have been out by now if he wanted to be. I mean, just preserved as the A and M athletics <laughs> director, he had to just go yes, Jim and Terry and whatever. Keeping and, it real, right? Yeah, Joe Bob. Okay, here we go. Here's what we're gonna do. I mean. So, yeah, it's not really a pass, but it also wasn't really his decision. They 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 screwed themselves into the mess that they are currently in. Nobody feels sorry for them. But is it the tipping-off point? You've got A&M doing this. I mean, 75 is going to be a challenge at this point. Almost impossible. You've got... Mel Tucker, who gets whatever the hell that contract was at the end of last season after one good year in Michigan State. They've been very, very average at best this year. Are we finally at the points of ADs having leverage back, or is there so much money where these coaches are still getting these dumbass contracts? Are we, are we finally getting to the point where there is some, some sort of pullback on the bell curve? Maybe. Maybe. But when it comes down to it, it's an emotional sport. So when it's we either do this or he goes to Tennessee. Well, I mean, okay, let's let's play it out here.
3: Sure. Let's say for kicks and giggles that Ole Miss goes ten and two. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. And somebody offers Lane a big bag. Sure. Just for the sake of the conversation, would it be popular on Keith's part to go? No, you know what? I'm not. I'm not doing forty eight million dollars guaranteed.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna be, it, would, I'm would, gonna be the person that says this sport is dumb. We're gonna set the standard. We're gonna decide this is no longer tenable. How do you think that would go over?
3: <laughs> now, would that be the smart economic thing? Of course.
2: Yeah, sure. The hell! I
3: thought I heard somebody walk in the house. I did too. May have been a ghost. Maybe. Um. You Can I tell you what I. Could it happen in my house? By the way, real quick. Sure. I killed a snake in
2: the house yesterday. This has happened to you three or four times since you lived here. And I was very, the waters over there. I was very calm. I'm a little. What if you lived on the other side of the street? I
3: guess you just kill a snake all the damn time. But I looked down. Where and there was this? Was it? By the foot of the stairs. Oh, a like snake just,
2: right there. Where were you?
3: Like in, you walked of,
2: from here, kind of in the dining room, and just saw it. Yeah. What kind was it? A a, a water, cobra. A water
3: rattle cobra python.
2: In your mind do you believe it was venomous? I don't know. Okay. I mean you didn't like kill a king snake, did you? Those are the good snakes.
3: I just killed a snake.
2: You got a picture? Yeah, it's a little is a little snake. No. Oh, it wasn't a big snake. No, no, no. <laughs> so you killed an earthworm. Look. <laughs> is that what we're saying? <sighs> I mean,
3: <laughs> I mean, fire was. I, I thought about it. You know, I like this house, but I don't like it that much. Had it been much bigger, would you have still tried to kill it, or yeah, would you just left? No, I got to kill it. Got to do your thing. Okay. At some point, you know. I mean, it's here. We are
2: here. We go. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you use? Um, a boot. Oh, that was it. So it was small. It was small. But
0: what, it had what would you have? What
2: ha- what would you have grabbed had it been bigger? Because you wouldn't have tried to stomp a full-size copperhead. No. I don't know. I don't what know would that. you have done had it been a full-size copperhead? I guess in the I'd 99. go up
3: to Carson's room and get one of his golf clubs.
2: Right? When you tried to beat the hell. You'd have dented the floor to pieces. Well, I mean, hey, look. Whatever, Maybe. I mean, you know, call the people and
3: go ahead and file them an insurance claim. What happened? A snake?
2: Get your ass out here and fix it. <laughs> <laughs> Ginger's right. It's got to stay on your ground. Yeah, king snakes eat poisonous or venomous snakes. You don't want to. All right, back to the the question. Sorry. Well, I'm I'm more interested in this. this. It wasn't a big snake. This is a really good hat, by the way. It is a good hat. (sighs) Yeah,
3: Yeah, don't kill king snakes. Way back, Rev says, the problem is there's usually never another offer, only speculation of an offer in the media. But you don't know that. Hey, Mel Tucker. Mel Tucker got ninety five. What do you get? Ninety five million dollars based on based on the the prospect of LSU pursuing him. It's not just Ross Bjork. We can make fun of Ross and have some fun with Ross, but this is not limited to Ross. It's just not
2: because what you're talking about is actually the bigger thing here. A couple different levels. I mean, sure, ADs believe that their coach is winning if they're doing these things. They're going to win because that's ultimately what matters. But it's also, hey, I'm going to pay him, and then you're not going to blame me when he loses. You know what I mean? Sure. ADs operate off, hey, what is the perceived capital and rating of this well, again, go for back, my own self-preservation? Go back to the Kiffin scenario I just painted.
3: <laughs> if you're Keith Carter, and we'll, we'll say Jimmy Sexton goes, yeah, hey, sure. look um, – Here's the number. Auburn's offering him eleven point five a year for eight years. I know you can only do a four year deal because of your state, so I need thirteen million a year. And between us, I got to have some kind of guarantees that roll it over. And are you saying, ah, you know what, man? I'm gonna call your I'm gonna call your bluff. Yeah, we're good. We're good. How does that go over in the real world with the fan base? I'm, I'm going to guess kind of like a, yeah. in a punch bowl. How does that go over? How do you do that? So it's easy to criticize Ross and people like that. And it's fun. I get it. But if, if Ross stands his ground to the A&M boosters and goes, this is stupid.
2: Because pro- he's probably not the AD long enough to justify it three years later when that guy loses over there and he goes, see, he sucked. Right.
3: So so if Ross does, and you and I know Ross, Ross probably did, did think it was stupid. Yeah, sure. But if it goes from a fiduciary standpoint, this is irresponsible and I'm not going to do it. All right, well, then get the hell out. We're going to bring in some other stooge who will do it. We're not losing our coach to LSU. What do you think the reaction would be here? I think it would be we're not losing our coach to Auburn. Give him whatever. And when someone goes, it's just not in the budget to give him $14 million.
2: the answer would be, well, then find it. Or the, Here's the deal, too. At A&M, it's, oh, damn it, okay, here's the money. Makes a couple calls, he gets the money. At that point, they would have just paid. Here, here's, here's the money. I, this, I mean, this isn't coming out of their operations budget. No, but what do you do at a place like
3: here that doesn't have some of the A&M money? What happens? Do you just say, hey, we, we, can't play with, we can't play in that playground and don't really want to? What do you, how's that, how does that go about? I mean, I get what Andy is writing, that maybe Jimbo is the, is the fulcrum that, that leads us back down a road towards sanity. But I don't know, man. It's such an emotional sport. And these decisions get made during emotional times. Let's I, let's let's play another one. Let's say Jim Harbaugh beats Ohio State in Columbus this year. Okay, just play along. Jim Harbaugh wins. They go to the national championship game, and in the weeks leading up to the playoff for the championship or whatever, somebody kind of lets it leak that an NFL team wants to pay Harbaugh, whatever, and Michigan goes, "We'll give you a if if what it takes to get you to stay at Michigan long term is a ten year." 120 million dollar deal all guaranteed do they do it or do they let the coach walk in april they probably let the coach walk but right then right then they just beat ohio state they just won the big 10 title they're headed to the playoff as the one seed yeah everybody's everybody's christmas presents is maize and blue
2: yeah, right then, just pay the man. I don't care. You write the check. Not my money anyway. You write the check, right? I mean, I, yeah, yeah. I
3: just, it was a great story, and I get it. I just, I'm not sure I agree
2: that sanity is coming. Yeah. Podcast brought to you in part by Prom Shrimp, com. Six different flavors available for you. They're shipped directly to your door, and then freezer to plate in fewer than 10 minutes. Great for when kids have a lot of activities at night are going on all the time right now. Make it dinner simple with primeshrimp.com. They've got their newest flavor, the lemon cracked pepper, the signature blend, kind of a garlic flavor. It's an excellent all-around option. They have the uh, full meals in a bag, a spicy option as well with a Louisiana shrimp bowl, and their two-pound bags of individually frozen shrimp to uh, really do kind of what's in the grocery store except a higher-quality shrimp there from Prime Shrimp, So primeshrimp.com and use code MPW for $20 off your first order.
3: Uh, We're brought to you by Walk Ons. They put everything they've got into bringing you game day with a taste of Louisiana. Dig into their mouth watering. Made from scratch, Louisiana cuisine like Po' Boys, Gumbo, Voodoo Shrimp, plus fan favorites like Juicy Burgers, Fresh Salads, all in front of 70-plus TVs, more than 40-plus ice-cold beers on tap. Check them out in uh, Oxford or Ridgeland. A-Stock Auctions is a Nashville-based online auction company with the mission to provide customers the power to name their price all items at A stock start at just one dollar. That's right. Every item starts at just one dollar. Shop now at AStock.bid or download their app. Name your price on thousands of big name uh from big name thousands of items, I should say, from big name retailers. A stock auctions has multiple locations around Nashville that offers local pickups. So don't miss out. Want it, bid it, win it. Uh, we brought to you a Solutions RX. It's a probiotic multivitamin supplement company created by Ole Miss Pharmacy alum, Chris Cornelison. I've been using some of their products just for the last couple of months. Really makes a difference for me. I think it will for you as well, uh, including a prescription support. It's SolutionsRx.com. Promo code OEP at checkout. Get 10% off your first order. Brought to you by Hawkeye Portable Building, 7991 Highway 7 South in Holcomb, Mississippi, At Hawkum, they custom build your building to your specifications, however you want your carport, ATV, or storage shed, barn, hunting cabin, or other buildings. Hawkum Portable Buildings can accommodate you. You pick the color, the style, the windows, the doors. Hawkum makes it happen. In-house financing is available. Uh, uh, Free delivery is set up also within 75 miles of Hawkum. Call 662 226-2233 226-2233 or go to com. Find them on Facebook or Instagram at Portable Buildings. And don't forget, still a couple of football games left at home in Oxford, so it means a couple more opportunities for the Grove. Uh, you want to use 7South Tailgating. They provide a level of service that's unlike any other. Their team is passionate about serving fellow Rebels. It shows, so if you use their service once, you'll never tailgate without them again. Go to 7SouthTailgating.com today.
2: Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Sometimes it's tough to train your brain to stay in problem-solving mode when faced with a challenge in life. When you learn how to find your own solutions, there's no better feeling. Therapists can help you become a better problem-solver, making it easier to accomplish your goals, no matter how big or small life comes at you. And therapy can help. We've talked about it before, where maybe you talk to friends, family members, but they have preconceived notions. They uh, have their own emotional investment in your problems. With a therapist, you get a clean slate. Somebody will just listen and help you work through your problems to feel a little less stressed, a little more confident, and more. So if you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, accessible, affordable, and entirely online. Get matched with a therapist after filling out a brief survey and switch therapist at any point. You can turn your camera on or off. Whatever it needs to make it as comfortable as possible for you. So if you want a better problem-solving situation, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash mpw to get 10% off your first month. That's better h-e-l-p dot com slash m-p-w. So, Lane Kippen speaking to the media yesterday, not a, not a ton there. Uh, you have to kind of dig and guess, and you did a lot of that with what he said, what he meant last night. <sighs> Admitted that they just got beat while also pointing out that they essentially had a halftime lead and were driving to take the lead at some point in the third quarter. I guess five minutes left, something like that. Um, It's a weird thing because he was frustrated by depth in a lot of ways. Judkins mentioned that several times. I think Judkins played 71 snaps or something like that. What would you take from that? Did you think he was challenging Zach Evans a little bit? He was challenging everybody. I think he was challenging Bentley probably a little bit. I mean, Evans, I think. And now you saw him in warm-ups. I didn't. I mean, Zach Evans goes through warm-ups, but he's got a pretty big thing on his left leg. I he mean, had it was. a big brace on. He looked normal. normal-ish. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean. This is where it's. it's just... Well, it's a frustrating thing all around for Kiffin probably because, you know, you had four. You've got a, basically a social contract with Bullock at this point to not play because he's going to transfer a red shirt or whatever he's doing. Either way, he's not active in a lot of ways for this season. Bentley was back. Kiffin called him questionable but played because he just had to play essentially yesterday. He only got the one carry and he was hitting the backfield, so we have no idea what he looks like either way because Marshall Falk wouldn't have gotten out of that pickle. But, like, <laughs> I don't I don't know. I mean, he only played eight snaps. So it was Judkins and then eight from Bentley. They played 79 offensive snaps. Judkins played 71. Bentley played eight. And that was it. Um, Quinshawn probably a little tired. Well, I mean, it's where I understand the compliment when Kiffin goes, hey, that last drive, it didn't mean anything, and Judkins is running over people, and that's a special guy. And you go, yeah, but why is he in the game? Like, uh, just. I mean, on that last uh, drive, Quinshawn still
3: uh, running. play. Jackson had the play where he got really hit. And I was like, man, what are y'all doing?
2: Y'all see the board, huh? And give Kincaid – look, well, because, I mean, Lane literally said it didn't matter. The drive did not matter. Well, yesterday. no, they weren't coming back from 25 down with two minutes to go. I mean,
3: yeah. that, they weren't. No, I mean, that would have been the drive to put – Kincaid and Matt and have at it. And just yeah. get out of there. It wasn't the best moment. I mean, it just wasn't. That was a potential disaster on the final play of the game. I mean, it was, Chase. I mean, we, we you can't sing the praises of the guy and then look at that and go, hey, they really managed this well. People got in their feelings in that moment.
2: So, yes, I think it was a challenge to Evans. I think it was just true. Sure, There's too many snaps. They don't really have an op- option. It sort of is what it is. They are being really affected offensively by two or three things. Their current lack of depth at running back because of injuries. The lack of Michael Trigg at tight end because it's just limiting what they can do because they don't trust enough wide receivers really to even do a lot of things schematically in a four-wide set. Um, It affects them in a lot of ways. They're getting – they were able to scheme Watkins early in the game during script, but outside of that, they've had a hard time hitting the seams. They've had a hard time hitting the middle of the field. Everything's outside Heath, Mingo – post slug and goes that kind of thing um and then it's what i kind of tried to highlight this morning to my offensive lines around the sec west in against lsu at least their tackles got popped by really talented athletic players in a lot of one-on-one situations well i mean all those things together and it's a recipe for what exactly happened on saturday this is not overly overly difficult to figure out at this point um it feels like at this it, Evans or Bentley have got to eat one of them has got to get healthy and be fairly productive on Saturday for the Ole Miss to win this football game. When they're both Texas kids, you gotta think they're gonna want to get on the field
3: in Texas against Texas A and M, one of the two big programs in the state. That's my guess. You know, I don't I don't know what Zach's injury is. No, it didn't look like it was prohibitive. A knee, I guess. I mean, look, there's the knock on him, and if there's a knock, is that he's never finished a season. Now, is that me calling him soft? No, but it's the knock on him that he's never finished a season. And 71 snaps for Quinchon Judkins feels too many. For a back, that's a lot. That's a lot true freshman you wonder about him hitting the the wall a little bit they got an open date coming and that's big because they need to hit the reset button some but i kind of took what he said as a challenge to evans maybe i'm wrong i say it's kind of a what he said what he meant but i point
2: out a couple times that maybe just maybe what he meant i don't know i could be wrong um, Michael Trigg had the surgery the Sunday after Vanderbilt, so literally the day after it was very yeah. fast. Again, clock taking. I don't know. People still reporting he's done for the year. I, everybody just went silent on it. I haven't seen any reports at all. But several people still. Their most recent report was yes, out for the year, which I, that makes. I mean, it makes no logical sense. Okay. I, I would. It is a question if he is not back for at least Arkansas. Yeah, sure. Well, I mean, that's
3: five after weeks. Arkansas.
2: There's only five days
3: till you play your regular season finale. That's
2: a good point. And in this world, who knows what's going on for bowl games with people? I mean, hell, I <laughs> spin the wheel. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, mean, I don't,
3: I don't know that there's going to be so much fan angst and frustration about bowl games.
2: And I get it, but it's coming across the country. I mean just more and more every single yeah, year. I mean, if you're not in the playoff and maybe even so, yeah. Whatever
3: like the bowl game whatever they call the Outback now. I don't remember. I looked it uh, up. they are going to be guys that are like, "I'm not doing this." Don't even get a blooming onion anymore. Yeah.
2: Otherwise, Lane wasn't in a bad mood. He just – and, this look, this was going to be expected no matter what they did on Saturday. He does not particularly like those press conferences on Monday. He hates us. And (laughs) And he doesn't like Jimbo. And so it was a lot there. Well, and as it goes on, they get a little monotonous. Like, early in the year, he was more conversational. He was kind of – he he put some energy into it that has waned over the most recent weeks.
3: Well, we can't ask injury questions because he's going to say – we hope everyone plays. Yeah.
2: And we're at a No, point, he bogs it down himself.
3: And we're at a point where I mean, frankly, the most entertaining question yesterday was the young lady from WCBI. WCBI. Yeah. She's very, very nice, by the way. I spoke to her yesterday. Um she asked about the Taylor Swift yeah. album.
2: Sure. And I mean, like again And he wanted to answer that but didn't. Said he didn't want to answer it on a week on a loss.
3: Yeah, because he we, said we, there
2: was meaning behind it. Yeah, you pulled up the album. Uh, no, I'm not. What is what is what is the Taylor Swift band called? What's the what's the what's the phrase the vernacular on that? Uh, I don't know. There's something. What's
3: the? It's called Midnight's. Is that the new? Is
2: the new album? That is the new album. Yes,
3: it's Midnight's. I'm looking for the uh, the tracks. Okay.
2: Uh, Grace Yabara is who asked the question yesterday. She tweeted out, asked Lane Kiffin what his favorite song off Taylor Swift's new album was. He said he can't give it to me after a loss, but I will be circling back after a win. So,
3: yeah, she was worried that because she's not going to College Station, she was worried it would get (laughs) asked there. And I told her, I said, I think you're safe. (laughs) I think you're going to be okay. (laughs) Uh, That's funny. I I think you're going to be all right. right, I'm trying to pull up the different... All right, here we go. Uh, One's called Carolina.
2: Who's going to the Panthers?
3: Oh, there you go. Uh, Let's see. Let Let me pull this up in a
2: better... Sorry, a Swifty is what you're called if you're a Taylor a Swiftie. Swift fan. A Swifty, yes. Okay. Thank you. Are you a Taylor Swift fan? I don't mind her music, but I, you know I don't listen to much music. I mean, I just don't. But yeah, it's fine. I'm, I'm,
3: I'm all right. All right, there's one called uh, Glitch. Okay. The Great War. Paris. Okay. Would've, could've, should've. Ooh. It's possible. Some people are saying this song with an almost country vibe is about John Mayer. Mm. Mayer once called uh, Swift's other John Mayer diss track cheap songwriting. And for that he gets what he gets. Oh, Another's <laughs> called High Infidelity. Um, Dear Reader. Kay. Sweet Nothing. Kay. Snow on the Beach. Kay. Question. Labyrinth. Uh Lavender Haze Bigger Than the Whole Sky Bejeweled Vigilante uh, I think it's vigilante S H I T. Okay.
2: That is some people's favorites. I says, see. Look,
3: these lyrics are nonsensical and I personally don't believe in revenge beyond just being better than all your enemies and living a happy life and maybe a little justice, but justice is different than revenge, right? Still congrats to Swift for all of her revenge. Lane getting revenge on USC. Is that what this is? I mean,
2: Midnight Rain is a good point. says it wasn't her thing with John Mayer like 10 years ago. Let it go, sweetie. I mean, if you are writing songs about it a decade later, that's probably a chip we should go ahead and brush off,
3: right? Yeah, Midnight Rain, the lyrics are, he wanted it comfortable, I wanted that pain, he wanted a bride, I was making my own name. It's a good lyric, but you know what would make it great? Change making my own name to taking my own name. You're welcome. Either way, content-wise, this is an Adele song, but execution-wise, it's a catchy little Taylor Swift song with Midnight in the title. I do like Adele, and you can take my man card and just have it.
2: Oh, no. That was Adele's, great. Phenomenal. Adele's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Like sometimes Adele can get in your feelings a little bit because her voice is just yeah, so yeah, amazing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She can just kind of speak to you a little bit and you feel stuff. Uh, another is Maroon. Uh, the person says, Generally, I think Swift is at her best when she is literal. Her metaphors usually aren't super revelatory, but she can tell a story. And when she's adding color based details, especially if those colors are shades of red. She taps into something evocative. Anyway, this song about remembering a person who you drank with romantically in your 20s is why this album is a millennial hit. We've been there. We've not forgotten. Okay. Uh, you're on your own, kid. Right, here's a possibility. Karma. Okay. Uh, mastermind. Okay. And then the number one song is Antihero. hero Okay. Here Swift writes a diss track of herself and honestly who can't completely understand where she's coming from. This song is so relatable that all my coworkers who went on the record with their midnight's opinions had something to say about it. Antihero is getting so much attention because it's painfully relatable and raw, particularly for Taylor's audience of a whole generation of young women who have marked our youth and adulthood by her albums and eras. Oh, Whatever. Okay, go. so I don't know. I'm interested now to see what his favorite song
2: is. There somewhere. is the Taylor Swift
3: <laughs> update of the day. You're welcome. You never know what you're going to get here on the little podcast that could. It's true. I started to ask my girls because they're both
2: Swifties to a degree. I'm sure they've listened by now. People seem really excited about it. Mm-hmm. Of the people who have listened, have or seemed really excited about it. I'm you like John Mayer?
3: Is he? he, he he's fine.
2: Kind of a weird cat, but yeah I mean I don't have any ill will if you will, but nah. I just I mean I don't even turn on like top 40 in the car usually so I mean I don't unless a song really comes across my radar I don't find it I don't hear it um I don't hate music as much as people in the stream are acting like but nah, i I go I do not go out of my way to find it at all I just don't no, I mean... I mean, my presets are older stations, frankly. I've got 80s and 90s and, like, some... I drove stuff, a lot like last some weekend. ...country on there. Like, it's just whatever. I drove in
3: silence most of the yeah. way. I just kind of... En- and I enjoyed it.
2: Well, now that I've gotten into audiobooks, only when I'm doing something where I can listen... Yeah. I've started to wear... I mean, again, I'm, I'm, I'm boring and I'm 83 years old, okay? I admit it. I listen to audiobooks in the car now. I'll run the podcast. I'll turn podcast or audio books on while I'm kind of working, but I can sort of listen. And then, yeah, so it's music has just gone. It's so like when you listen to an audio book in the car, do you focus on it? Because only if I know I can focus on it. Like if I'm gonna be on the phone and stuff, no, I don't want to deal with it. But no, if I'm just that what in I mean. the car, I mean, does your brain drift? No, I don't really. I mean, really I hear hey yeah, I hear enough, I mean because I noticed like I, I I was listening to uh that's rog- why I don't run to podcasts or audiobooks that I have to pay attention to, like okay. I would never run a serial right where it's like no i've got to kind of see what they're saying it's like Corolla just jabbering on my ear, okay fine, sure,
3: whatever, sure, who cares like I was listening to Rogan and he was doing three hours with Tulsi Gabbard. I saw this, yeah, and I just kept kind of drifting off, like thinking about other stuff. Did you really? I did. I'd I, I look back and like they're talking about imminent nuclear war. I'm like, wait, how did we get here? <laughs> what? <laughs> Hold on, I missed something. <laughs> yeah, I missed it. Can, can y'all go back? Because I'm confused.
2: Yeah, I mean, I just kind of drift off and I caught myself hitting the pause button and then just driving in silence. Uh, no, I have read all the Harry Potter books. I have never listened to a Harry Potter o- audiobook. Um It's mostly nonfiction self-help I, I don't listen to much or I have not to this point listened to fiction. I feel like I need to read fiction for some reason, because when it's nonfiction or self-help at some degree it's 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 a podcast, like we can say it's an audiobook, but it's it's a podcast. It's not Dorothy said, and then yeah. the dialogue and like you're not doing that it's 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 different.
3: Chet and I don't always agree, yeah, but he just put something in the in the uh, thread here the chat thread that is 1 1 million okay. percent resonated with me. All right, go ahead. He says I'm 52 and I think it's really odd how guys my age are still into the music from college, jam bands, etc. and they even go to the shows routinely. Uh-huh. I'm 100 million percent with him. I didn't like the music then. I didn't like pretending that I liked it. You couldn't drag me to one of those shows now or make me listen to it. I still listen to 90s music. Like like who?
2: I mean, Matchbox 20. I mean, there's like okay. stuff. All right. I mean, yeah, stuff. I don't know. I mean, there's a lot. I don't know. I mean, that's not necessarily the number one one, but I'm just thinking out loud. Okay. Uh, I mean, I will keep, I mean, 90s, 90s on nine or whatever it is now on Sirius is like my number one or number two preset that just oh, kind of sits there. Okay. So, that's cool. Yeah. But, I mean, again, I'm not the, like I'm not going to concerts necessarily, though. Like, okay. Yeah, right. no, right. I mean, frankly, a lot of the music I like is probably bad music. But whatever. I don't give a crap. Like, it's I like care. wine. I mean, you, I know it's, you like it's pet peeve like. of yours. You like what you like. Yeah. It's why the Grammys are insufferable. It's, oh, well, that, that's. No, you like so. what you like.
3: You, if If the wine that you like is a $12 bottle of wine, well, that doesn't make. Mm-hmm. You like it. Cool. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't be like, no, I can't buy this because I got to go buy a fifty dollar bottle of wine. No, you don't. Yeah. You like that one? That's fine. And if some wine snob tastes it and goes, oh, I don't like that. Okay, they don't have to. You still like it, so yeah. drink what you like, eat what you like, and if you like John
2: Mayer and listen to John
3: Mayer, what difference does it make?
2: Uh, yeah, I like some. I like some nineties rap stuff. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. No. Yeah. I I've,
2: I've got a nineties rap station on my presets too. It's yeah, I can do that. It's fine. I would much rather do that than today's or whatever. I wouldn't like really, no, we're Biggie and stuff's so cool cool. Yeah, I'm all in. But I can remember like, in college and stuff, people talking about like Beanland
3: and Dash Rip Rock and stuff. I always thought they were bad. It didn't it didn't did nothing for me. And I always was convinced that the people who said they liked it said they liked it because there was peer pressure to like it. Firmly believe that.
2: Yeah. Podcast brought to you in part by Johnston Hill Creamery, johnstonhillcreamery.com. com. couple home games left. Still time to get your tailgate packages and go to their website because you can do all that online now. Johnstonhillcreamery.com. Go to the shop function. Everything from signing up for the cheese class coming up here on October 27th, just a couple days away. So take advantage now. It might even be full. So call and ask if you're a last minute addition to that, charcuterie cups, the tailgating packages that feed 10, 20, or 40, depending on what you need some great condiments available there as well as the soft spice honey, the pepper jelly, um, and much more. The house mustard is excellent. So uh, whatever you need from Johnston Hill Creamery, again, go online. Go to their Instagram page, johnstonhillcreamery.com.
3: Game Changer patches are the only two-patch system available in the market. Stop hangovers before they start. The warm-up patch used before or while you drink. The overtime patch used after you've been drinking to recover while you sleep. The all-natural ingredients will keep you in the game and uh, ready for the next play. Go to gamechangerpatch.com, promo code RebelGrove20 at checkout for 20% off your purchase. ACS is owned by my friend Clay McNutt in Baldwin, Mississippi. It's a complete electrical control system solution provider and a Rockwell Automation recognized system integrator. ACS has a full time dedicated emergency service and troubleshooting staff and a UL 508A panel shop. It's ACSLLCMS.com or 662 601 4381. Lamons Fine Jewelry is <clears throat> 1126 North Lamar Boulevard in Oxford, serving the Oxford area for the past three quarters of a century. Engagement rings, wedding rings, fine jewelry, watches, pearls, fashion jewelry, and more. It's all there at Lamons as the gold standard in fine jewelry. Visit them at com or call them at 662 We'll have a Mind on My Money on Thursday that's brought to you by our friends at Pinnacle. Pinnacle uh, can conduct a complimentary, no obligation benchmarking and analysis of your uh, current 401k plan. It's uh, mypinwealth.com, M-Y-P-I-N-N-wealth.com. Also brought to you by John Edwards, Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. If you're thinking about a holiday trip, uh, maybe you're thinking about a uh, trip for next summer, the spring, whatever the case may be, get in touch with John. Just give him some parameters, give him a budget. He's going to give you options that um, you won't find on your own. Going to let you uh, create a special trip that creates a lifetime of unique memories. 901-494-3387 or Edwards at regencytravel.net.
2: Podcasts are brought to you by Style Assembly, located just off the square here in Oxford next to Blind Pig's Women's Boutique that is ready for the fall. That can help you ladies or the ladies in your life for the fall needs, no matter the budget, size, or occasion. Style Assembly is here to help you assemble your style. They pride themselves on customer service and effortlessly dressing to celebrate the Rebs after wins or just to take advantage of the uh, sales for this season. They're offering a big incentive to Rebel Grove subscribers, podcast listeners only. From now through the end of November, you can win a $250 gift card to shop at Style Assembly. All you have to do to enter is come in the store, tell one of the sales associates or ask for Kate, the owner, and say, hey, I came to check out Style Assembly and what they have to offer. There's no purchase necessary. They just want to get to know you and hope they can help you in the future when you're styling or gifting needs. Also, men go in, you get a chance to win as well. They've got a full selection of or Sunglasses. And much more. So to see their social pages, or to uh to shop around again, go in there off the square or shopstyleassembly.com. dot com. Anything else from Lane yesterday? We're ready to move on. About, That's it about it.
3: Yeah, it was I thought not... he took some shots at Jimbo. They were subtle, but they were there. They were subtle. They weren't that damn subtle. They were there. <laughs> you felt like you caught them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he was trying to say Jimbo's got all this talent. They're three and four. Yeah. And I was kind of like, man. You better win.
2: I feel like there's no love lost here. Well, there's no love lost. I mean, Jimbo <laughs> called him a clown before the season. Lane was honest before the season, but that still was back and forth and in the whole deal. Um, I kind of feel like Lane doesn't think Jimbo's a good coach. Like,
3: look at the way Lane talks about other coaches and That's then the true. way he talks about Jimbo. For, ex- for example, not even Saban, let's go Brian with, Kelly. Raved about He was Kelly. very high on Brian Kelly. Kind of raved about Brian Kelly, as much as he's going to rave about a coach. He's going to talk nice about Leach, because I think he thinks Leach is a really good coach. He's going to uh, talk. Uh, Talk's good about Sam Pittman. I, I was going to say, he's going to talk. I was standing to take the rest of their schedule. Obviously, Nick is Nick. But uh, he's going to talk about the job Pittman's done building a program. Yeah. And he means it. Mark Stoops, yeah, thinks highly of Mark Stoops. He didn't say much about Brian Harson. No, mm-hmm. he didn't get asked much either. No. But I don't really think he knows Harson. Yeah, like I don't think there's a, a, but he knows Jimbo, and I don't think he, I don't think he thinks very highly of him. So he took some shots. He got all this talent, all this talent, over and over and over.
2: Well, yeah, because at one point he did. He he took a shot to avoid answering a actually a very good question from was it Sus who said you know, what are the challenges to having a freshman-laden team and getting them through the season and whatever. Yeah. And obviously, Lane has coached teams that have a lot of freshmen. He could have answered this question. He goes, well, I don't know. Ask Jimbo. Nobody's ever had one like he's got. And it's like. Right. Yeah, that wasn't okay. Even, that, that wasn't even subtle. Yeah.
3: <laughs> 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 that was pull out the bull. Yeah.
2: <laughs> um, I don't. <sighs> I don't I just kind of was
3: listening to it going, Oof,
2: you better win." They've got more problems. A&M down according to Billy Lucci, which I'm sure he's right. Um, if he says it. Yeah. About A&M.
3: Yeah. You can take it to the bank.
2: A starting wide receiver, a backup offensive lineman, and a backup corner, I believe. At Suspended? Least. Yeah. Yeah. Indefinitely. That was the word, yes. The, 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 the two rumors, neither are good. I don't know which is true, but neither are uh, positives for your one program. One rumor
3: is smoking dope in the locker room. Yes. What's the second one?
2: Uh, also in the locker room, but it was an unidentified non-member of the team involved, female, um, that was in the oh. locker room. Yeah. <clears throat> Again, no, I, I got nothing. I'm rumor peddling at this point. but Just hanging out or participating in recreational <sighs> I do not believe it was just playing the PlayStation, if that's what you're asking. Again, don't know. Could have been the first thing, could not. Yeah, Billy, uh, let's see, he says, got it up here. Um, when it rains, it pours. I've been told at least three and perhaps four A&M players have been suspended indefinitely by Aggie head coach Jimbo Fisher, all from the true freshman ranks. Um, got zero problem with the disciplinary action from Fisher. Probably should have seen it sooner in a couple of instances if we're just being honest. Oh, so he's lost the team. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they hadn't gone fishing yet, but we're trending <laughs> that way. Brandon Bolden went fishing. I mean, Bolden of all people. The Monday of the Alabama
3: game. Just, I'm not practicing. Just
2: Bolden and AJ Hawkins. And I don't remember the third one.
3: It was three. It didn't. It was the team captain.
2: It was.
4: The- <laughs> God, that,
3: <laughs> the failure to not go. Hey, you know what? This is this is the story. People are saying it's a must-win. Yes, it is it is a must-win game.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, it yeah. It is
3: absolutely a must-win game. They are a complete and utter train wreck. If you lose to A&M this week, the odds of you winning another game are not good.
2: Truth. Right after that, Billy tweeted and made me laugh. He, It's a picture of a thunder. It's a live video of a thunderstorm happening. And yeah. he says, live, look at College Station. And then Prince sees, he goes, not football-related. That's the actual weather. Um... <laughs> <sighs> Jeez. But
3: yes, it's a must win game. Absolutely. Because Alabama won't be team chaos. Arkansas won't be team chaos. And Mississippi State won't be team chaos. You'll get good games from all of those teams.
2: Did you say this yesterday? Um, From Georgia and Florida about the uh, cocktail party game in Jacksonville, talking about when schedules come out, when Oklahoma and Texas join the league. Yeah. Put out a statement yesterday. The annual game between our two universities is an important tradition. At this time, both programs are focused on our current seasons. Typically, both schools begin conversations regarding future games, and the series is the last contracted game nears. We anticipate following that timeline when those discussions take place, we'll consider a multitude of factors including tradition, finances, future SC scheduling models with the addition of Texas and Oklahoma, and what is best for our for our schools' football programs overall. I guess it was about Jacksonville and what to do with that Kirby wants to move the game yeah. to, to Athens,
3: and I think uh, Napier wants to move the game Gainesville I, I think to so Gainesville. stopping the neutral site
2: yeah because neutral site games screw with things in this nine game format. Yeah, when well, it's you, your home game and you're already down to four. Right. You can I mean, have three. Yeah. And five road games. I mean, I get that they're fun,
3: but from a, you lose a recruiting day, too. You lose an opportunity to bring kids to your campus.
2: They're saying a lot of rumors out of Gainesville is that they're even contemplating a three-year cycle where it's home-away neutral. If I'm Georgia, I just say I don't want to do it anymore. Everybody's assuming, obviously, that these will be permanent opponents. Florida and Georgia will continue to play each other. I would think so. Of the three. I mean, I don't want to give away a home game. It's money. It's a recruiting opportunity. There seems to be a pretty much consensus across that Ole Miss will have a Mississippi State, LSU, and Vanderbilt as its three permanents when this happens. I mean, that's a gift. Oh, that's, I mean, I, I'll say this again.
3: When everybody goes, the SEC's out to get Ole Miss. You, you play you, Vanderbilt. You play Vanderbilt every year.
2: It's one of my favorite Twitter memes is when you see these things about rivalries and all the most people go, that tradition against Vanderbilt has got to be upheld. Nope. Really important. Look, rivalry. I mean, come on.
3: (laughs) You get bandy every year. It's hard to go. The league hates you. No, it doesn't.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I guess State gets –
3: are they going to keep the Kentucky thing going?
2: Do they care? Does Kentucky care about Mississippi State? No, of course not. Kentucky's only for sure would be Tennessee, right? Yeah. So, Tennessee's got Alabama, Vanderbilt, and Kentucky? Yeah. No, because then you got – that takes Jordan. Eh. Well, the Vols are living right if they get Kentucky and Vanderbilt.
3: Yeah. Who's Vanderbilt get? They get Tennessee, Ole Miss, and who? Who gets – I don't know. Well, got I play somebody? Three. I don't know.
2: So those are permanents? You have three permanents, is three that what are saying? three permanents and six rotating because that allows you to play everybody home and away over a four-year period. So LSU gets? A&M, Ole Miss, and somebody else. I mean, A&M might be the one that goes, God dang, because they could end up with Texas, Oklahoma, and LSU. Good luck, Aggies.
3: Uh, Jacoby says you can bring recruits to the neutral sites now. Yeah, but you're leaving after the game. Like a game in in Athens, after the game's over, they entertain the players for hours, and they get to spend time with them. In Jacksonville, I've covered the game. They're getting the hell out of there fast.
2: So, but yes, it's that's the, the way it works. Okay. I mean, I'm for it. I mean, yeah. Do you lose some games? Sure. But instead of Ole Miss Arkansas, we get Ole Miss, Ole miss Oklahoma. Okay. Ole Miss Florida. Sure. Ole Miss Tennessee. Yeah, what's the Ole Miss game that they lose that you'll miss? Is there one? It would be Arkansas, just because of the stupidity of the game. Yeah, it's always something. Yeah. That game's always dumb. Let's let's, let's just. Sit down and enjoy the show for four hours and fifteen minutes. So yeah, it's that one.
3: That game's got a chance to be a track meet this year. It does.
2: I mean, I'm not going to miss Ole Miss A and M. There's nothing that sticks out there. No. Ole Miss Auburn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whatever. Alabama. I mean, oh, whatever. No, that's a win. That's a win. Drop them. That's a win. And you just get to play some teams. I mean, Ole Miss South Carolina was fun two years ago. Yeah. Play those games. Is that rain or just wind outside? Can you tell? It is going to rain today, but I did not think we were there yet. It does not look like it's raining. Okay. Best I can do. Just heard
3: wind. Did you? So far, the power's
2: held on. <laughs> hey. Your uh, pseudo Bears won last night, up to three and four on the season now. They have life. New England benching <sighs> Mac Jones for Bailey Zapp last night. Because Bailey Zapp is better than Mac Jones, he's a better player.
3: Bailey Zappy's good. Look, he lit it up at Western.
2: He did. I don't know, the Bears. I mean Mike Jones is a pro bowler from last year.
3: Yeah. Uh no, the SEC's not going to pods. Mm just no, they're just gonna one through sixteen. You're gonna have permanent opponents and rotating where you see everybody at least once every four years. That's it.
2: I know you're going to really miss Jim Nance as he calls his last NCAA tournament this spring. Yeah, really sad. It's going to be tough. I mean, what are we going to do with ties and things? I don't know.
3: We can't make it all about Jim Nance. When the NCAA tournament's not all about Jim Nance.
2: It's basically just his one shining moment. Yeah. Ian Eagle's good. He'll do a good job. Ian Eagle's very good. He's really good. How many players do you think actually have that tie, like, framed or positioned in their residence or no, office somewhere. Zero. You don't think so? Nobody cares about Jim Nance's stupid tie. Well, he does. He thinks it's a very yeah, important nobody tradition. Else does.
3: Nobody else cares. They got a ring, a net, trophy. A pro career, a maybe? Yeah, but uh, yeah, pro
2: career, but not a tie. Yeah, come on. You don't think so? I wonder if anybody's ever worn it. Hey, I can't find a tie. Hey, you got Nance's over there. Throw it on.
3: Ooh, Bob Costas or Jim Nance. Who's the most obnoxious?
2: Nance. And it's close. It's Nance because I deal with him in golf too so much. Yeah. I mean I, I get double doses. Uh but Costas is not Bob likes him some Bob. I was about to say. Not the least conceited human being on the
3: planet. Yeah. He walks into the room and says, you're welcome. Kind of like that. Yeah.
2: Nance or Joe Buck? I don't mind Joe Buck, honestly. I I, I don't mind Joe Buck. I want to hate Joe Buck, but I kind of don't anymore. He has really helped his curating, if you will, doing a lot of podcasts because he's really good on podcasts. He yeah. tells stories, and he's a little self-deprecating. He will admit he was sort of born on third base. Like, there is, in, in a long-form talk, he is he's pretty interesting, actually. He's fine.
3: Who was the broadcaster who called the uh, Phillies Padres? Who was that? The call on Bryce Harper's home run was incredibly good. Yeah, I have no idea.
2: Like the play-by-play guy?
3: Yeah. Terrific. One of the best calls I've ever heard. Really? Yeah, he crushed it, nailed it. Swing of a lifetime and stuff. The whole, like that. yeah, the whole. They kind of set it up, and then it happened, and you're like, "Whoa, it was good." It was dramatically good TV. The Phillies,
2: Padres, that inning. When do we
3: start? World Series? I think it's Friday in Houston.
2: So Friday, Saturday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday. I guess so. Boy. 232. Two. What are you, oh boy? You I, don't like this. You don't like to setup. up.
3: If I'm them, I want game 6 and 7 on Tuesday and Wednesday night where I own the stage. I don't want to compete against football ever if I can. In the World Series, people whatever, but I just don't want to compete against football.
2: Well chip Carey is awful, but I was not going to give Chip Carey the satisfaction of putting him in the group of that we were discussing. No he sucks, but he was not in that trio of, yeah. of other other people. He never made it that high and that's a good point for the for the most part, Nance does a good job with the masters he he does do he you sort of need a little bit of this familiarity history thing I mean he can draw on and wax poetic and it gets a little annoying at times, but he does a pretty good job with the masters for the most part.
3: Yeah, uh, Phillies, Astros games one and two, seven o three starts. Okay. Um, then game three is Monday on Halloween in Philadelphia. Game four is on Tuesday. Game five and then yeah, game six is a Friday. Game seven is a Sunday. Saturday.
2: I guess I didn't say this. The final score was Bears thirty three fourteen last night. I saw. I guess maybe on Jason McIntyre's yes. Twitter account in these a lot of these survivor NFL things where you just pick a winner every week but you can't pick the same team twice um a ton of people had the patriots this week over the bears as their oh. lock and like they're, they're literally it went from like 88 to 42 or something i mean oh, it was wow. like a half like blow up
3: new england's been pretty sporadic to go all in on new england
2: that's tough in the NFL though because oh it, it's an impossible <laughs> Because like, I don't even really like Jason McIntyre. We fought on Twitter multiple times over the years, but um, I was got really intrigued because last year, to his credit, he survived until week sixteen last year. Oh wow! And that is that's good. That's I mean, that is one complicated thing.
3: That's an accomplishment. Yeah,
2: I mean, I, the NFL I, can eat you up. I mean, I remember kind of going, "Oh no, okay," like I'm 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 in. Yeah, see, I had it here. Let's see, just real quick so I can find it. He tweets a lot, so maybe I can't. I'm not going to try too hard. Yeah, here we go. So he's in two survivor pools. In one of them, there were 12 people left. Six had the Patriots of this 12. And then in the other one, there were 84 left and 44 had the Patriots. Wow. He had the Patriots in both. So he's out as well. So, So he lost in both. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he says, I can't believe it's over. In some ways, it hurts more than Chargers versus Texans last year in Week 16. <laughs> that would suck to lose it to the Texans. Because <laughs> you got to feel so good about that. you still got the Chargers. We still – it's a yeah, – yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. Uh, let's see. Podcast brought to you in part by GNM Pharmacy, 662-236-2222. Mm-hmm. They deliver locally in the Oxford area, and they offer MedSync. to few prescriptions the same day each month and take care of you. One trip at the pharmacy, one delivery, and you have everything you need when you need it with G and M. Also, uh, with Tyson Drugs and Holly Springs, and with their Med Packs, they will individually package your medications into doses for those who need that extra step. So if you want to transfer your medication from a big box pharmacy, one call, that's all it takes. They will handle the rest. Again, that's 662-236-2222.
3: Uh, Oxford's newest restaurant on the square is Opa they've got uh, a delicious menu featuring gyros, wraps, kebabs, redfish lamb chops, handcrafted cocktails frozen libations, an amazing candlelit patio and more, 306 South Lamar just south of the square courthouse in Oxford I'll have a mailbag up tomorrow it's brought to you by Whitney McNutt of Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtors, serving you for all your real estate needs in Oxford and Tupelo Whitney sells condos, land, commercial and residential family homes you can reach her at 662- 567-2573 or 662-842-3844 brought to you by Service Specialist Staffing and Recruiting Agency. If you're uh, looking for a job, they can help you no matter uh, whether you're a circ- seeking an entry-level position or you're a seasoned professional. They've got opportunities across the board. 662-832-5138 or check out their new and improved website service specialist ltd.com. Don't just accept what you see. But imagine something new. Step forward and chase after a better version of yourself. Every day, Corinth Dentals helping people reinvent themselves one smile at a time. Dr. Bubba McQueen, Dr. Jenny Beth Hendrick are devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile using conservative state-of-the-art procedures, including <clears throat> Invisalign. So call Corinth Dental today for a no-cost digital scan of your teeth. Let them show you the way to a straighter, healthier smile. 12 months, no interest, no down payment, financing available at CorinthDental.com. Pinpoint Commercial Real Estate, based out of Jackson, they service the entire state in all commercial asset classes such as industrial, retail, office, and land. It's uh, BB Mitchell with Pinpoint, who you need to get in touch with. They set themselves apart with their ability to source off-market opportunities for investor clients, and that maximizes returns. They take pride in their attention to detail, professionalism, and hard work. So for all your commercial real estate needs, call BB at 601-934-5008. We talked about uh, what he said, what he meant. That's brought to you by my friends at myperfectfranchise.net. If uh, you hate your boss, your job, your pay, you feel stuck, get in touch with uh, my guy Andy Ledecky. It's Andy at myperfectfranchise.net. And we're brought to you by Southern Traditions Farm. 68-acre, 32-stall, upscale equestrian training and boarding facility in Canton, Mississippi. It's also a great place for events, for uh, parties, that kind of thing. Beautiful land. Chase and I both seen lots of photos of it. It's great. So get in touch with the people there on uh, Facebook or Instagram at Southern Traditions Farm.
2: Podcast was brought to you by Northeast Spark, N-E-S-P-A-R-C. Service people across rural communities. Two packages, the Ignite, the 100 Mbps. Or The Blaze, the one gig that powers the Clark Forge Studio, your hometown team, bringing you world-class broadband. That's anyspark.com, 662-238-3159, phone service, personal controls, network security, and much more. So, again, get the best internet in Lafayette County, also parts of Union or Pontotoc County, if they didn't, you did not already have internet in those locations. That's 662-238-3159. Has the uh, line stayed where it was? Let's see.
3: I'll look and find out. I'm interested too. I I wonder if they'll if if it moved because of the suspensions and stuff. Let's look. Pulling up uh sports book. There we go. Uh odds, college football. College football odds, let's go. Here we Thanks. go. All right. Um scrolling down. Ohio State, Penn State still 15.5. Oklahoma minus one 1.5 over uh, Iowa State. Arkansas still a four point favorite at Auburn. Florida, 22.5 point dog against uh, Georgia. Oklahoma State now a, a 1.5 point underdog at uh, K State. It's interesting. Okay. Um, my guys at Western Kentucky who've been good to me, they're 10 point favorites over uh, North Texas. Missouri, a four and a half point dog at South Carolina. That line's gone down. Ole Miss now favored by two and a half over uh, Texas A and M. Over under fifty five. The money line is uh, Ole Miss minus one thirty five, Texas A and M plus one fifteen. So not a ton of value there.
2: No, that's Vegas, not the move.
3: Vegas is telling you we don't. We're not crazy about this game, and we're we're going to try to
2: hold losses where they are.
3: We're going to try to get you not to bet on it. Tells you Vegas doesn't really have a feel for it. Yeah, it's it's kind of a blah weekend of college football, honestly.
2: Well, half the leagues off. That was last week. They were off. And Florida Georgia is not an appealing game anymore. Wait, there's no doubt who's going to win that football game.
3: None. Cincinnati UCF are a pick. Okay. Iowa favored by eleven over Northwestern.
2: You like Iowa. Yeah.
3: Hell yeah. We're going to get this thing going. Your heart strings are starting to show. Any week now. Show. Louisiana Tech, six and a half point favorite at FIU. Yeah, man, there's a lot going
2: on. ESPN has the New York Giants number four in their power ranking for the week. They're winning. Who's one, two, and three? Bills Chiefs. Won. Bills one. Eagles two. Chiefs three. Okay. Where are the Bengals? Nine. Ravens, they're four and three. Uh, Ravens are seven, okay. Four and three. Cowboys six, Vikings five. Dolphins yeah. still ten, okay. Jets eight, okay. They J- traded for James Robinson yesterday yeah. in uh, the wake of the Brees Hall injury.
3: Robinson was beginning to lose time to Travis at the end, so that kind of made sense. Probably good news for Snoop Conner. Probably get a little, little uh, bigger role now. Bump. Yeah, I can see that. So, just King play Saturday. I don't know.
2: <sighs> I haven't seen much of anything about his status. Have you? I haven't.
3: I'm a guest on Tex, Tex aggs show here in about an hour, and then I'm okay. talking to David Nuno. So you'll have more an hour after that. that so I'm gonna get me some Texas A&M scoop. Damn it!
2: Doing a lot of Aggie stuff. Yeah, they like me. Even though I make fun of them, they're gonna give you a membership I orientation. Should, I should ask for one. Think so.
3: Think they'd give me one? Probably not. If think, I promise you, to be you, a good boy. You think
2: it's like a blood oath? I mean you the, probably you think pro- you think they gotta saw horns horns off a cow?
3: You probably have to do some sort of sacrificial thing. I think so. Yeah. Drink blood or something.
2: Be careful. I bet there's a weird orientation. You have to go to midnight yell and sit like on the first three rows? When the guy does the weird kick thing, you probably when have he to talks. learn to do the
3: thing kick thing? Yeah. Ole Miss 1952. I don't know that you've... If you've been following along, you know that
2: we don't know these things. Uh, The assumption from people is it's maybe MCL-related just because of the way they're acting about it, but no idea. If it's MCL,
3: I'd be surprised if he plays. Yeah. I mean, it depends on the grade. Yeah, but but I'd be surprised.
2: Uh, ESPN, just quickly, their top five Heisman candidates today. You've got to vote. Who would you put to one, two, three right now? Um, Hendon Hooker. He is their number one candidate right now. Would be number one. Um,
3: CJ Stroud would be number two. They have him number two. And uh, number three would probably still be Bryce Young.
2: They have him number three. Caleb Williams, four. And Blake Quorum, the running back at Michigan 5. Okay. That is what they currently have. Pretty easy to make a case for several of those. I mean, look, if, I mean, Hooker's going to win it if they keep winning. Oh, they get, hey, look, if he beats Georgia, it's his. Yeah. Engrave it. Can't screw it up. if He loses to Alabama, I don't think, in the, or whoever in the West. No, I think he'd win it. Because for them to beat Georgia, he'll have
3: to have another 50 point game. Mm hmm.
2: kind of coming full circle here uh i it on the message board so it's worth me mentioning here on the podcast um three of um texas a&m's offensive linemen that i posted in their group of players who had played i was kind of arbitrary about it but you gotta you gotta pull it somewhere i I listed every offensive lineman for every sec west team who had played at least five percent of the snaps um over the course of the season which i guess a very low number but um going up to their spot now. So A&M had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine um, players that played at least five snaps, and three of those have been ruled out for the season um, with different injuries. So
3: They'll start a true freshman at one spot. I think three sophomores and a junior is what I read this week. Not good. When is the Kentucky Tennessee game? That's this Saturday, right? Yeah. Six o'clock.
2: Yeah. AM has played 451 offensive snaps. Out for the year are guys who have played 305 of 451, 253 of 51, and 91 of 51, or
3: 451. So two of those are pretty significant losses. Yes. Yeah.
2: And then a guy who would be stepping into that spot is out as well. That's yeah. the, I mean, it's a trickle down. I mean, look. It's right there. It's
3: right there. If you don't win this game, if you don't win this game, you got issues.
2: Yeah. No, it's... That's bottom line. I mean, if Ole Miss doesn't win Saturday, there's... it's as cushy as a road trip to College Station can be.
3: Is probably ever going to be. Yeah. And you get an open date on the tail end of it. It's kind of an opportunity to sort of forget about LSU.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: It's right there. And if it's... Yeah, it's it's a yeah. game you, you just have to win.
2: Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh Neil has more stuff coming uh on the network at stuff at dot com as well. Be back with you here in the morning. Uh again, most likely a pre recorded HRG on Thursday. Just it, preparation well, of as that. As long as the weather's
3: good it will yeah. be. I mean Well, here's the deal. And I've had I've had a couple people be like, you, you're you guys kill us with no with without a consistent schedule. I'm just going to be real here for a minute. I, in 3 years I'm not going to have games to go yeah, to sure, at course. Longer. No, so it, this is a no-brainer. It's it's their it, their it's their first game of the season. It's at home. He's either going to start or he's going to play a lot. It's his first varsity game where he's going to play a lot, and I'm I'm going.
2: Yeah, because I'd regret yeah. it if I didn't. Yeah. All right, that and uh, more coming up. Again, back with you tomorrow. we we'll continue to talk about Ole Miss and A&M leading up to Saturday night from College Station. So take care. We'll talk to you tomorrow.
4: The headlines remind us daily the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine. Stop noticing. But you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos.